Welcome to episode 67 of the Search with Candor podcast, recorded on Thursday the 25th of June 2020. My name is Mark Williams-Cook and today I'm going to be talking about web spam statistics, text fragments and how you can measure clicks on featured snippets. So earlier on this month, it was June the 9th, Google published its annual web spam report for 2019. So this is a post they've started doing every year where they review the previous year in terms of how they've been combating web spam from webmasters, marketers, spammers, bots globally and how that's impacting search experience. I really enjoy reading through these because it does give a Firstly, a couple of insights into maybe what spam is working, what's on the decline, but just the scale of what Google is dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So I've, I've highlighted just some statistics from this longer post that I thought were interesting. In the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk, I'll put a link to the blog post. So if you want to read the whole thing, you can do it. Uh, so yeah, the, the web spam report's really interesting. So here, here are some of the stats that I picked out that I particularly liked. So Google said on a daily basis, they discover 25 billion pages that they are deeming as spammy. So I guess this is stuff that they can 100% categorize as spam. So this, you know, that is a mind-boggling amount you know 25 billion pages this is like if you got every single person on earth to author a couple of web pages a day this is the amount of spam that they're finding on a daily basis and they said our efforts have helped to ensure that more than 99% of visits from our results lead to spam free experiences and firstly I think it's really interesting how they've worded that because they said 99% of visits and one trend that we have definitely seen in Google over the last few years is the marked increase in the kind of no-click type results. So the featured results, the knowledge panel results or the results that aren't basically uh, turning into a visit. So I think it's interesting. I don't know if that's intentional, but obviously that Um, change in what Google's actually providing in that I think they're providing less clicks percentage wise than they used to be might be bleeding into that number but either way it's uh, you know 99% sounds good Uh, I had a look and uh, very quick Google this might be a little bit out of date I found it from a HubSpot article that they are saying Google globally serves around 5.8 billion searches per day because I just wanted to put this in context of real numbers So if we assume then that 50% of these searches result in no click and only 1% of them are a spammy visit, this still means Google is providing 29 million spam clicks a day. So their search results are driving 29 million sessions, visits a day to spam pages, which sounds less impressive than 99% of visits, but it's still massively impressive, I think, as as a technological achievement. Uh, They went on to say in 2018, they reported they had reduced user-generated spam by 80% and were happy to confirm this type of abuse did not grow in 2019. 
So it seems that they've made that first big step, uh, no doubt through sort of algorithm changes, but it seems actually what they're saying is they haven't made much more progress uh, there. Link spam, as you can imagine, uh, it says continued to be a popular form of spam, but our team was successful in containing its impact in 2019. Uh, notice again, they say containing, not sort of beating or decreasing. So they said more than 90% of link spam it was caught by our systems and such techniques uh, like paid links or link exchanges have been made less effective. So again, you know, the amount of links that are um, posted, injected, created on, on the web every day is, is you know, huge number. So even 10% getting through and I'm assuming, you know, if they're not being able to classify them as spam, they're being counted means that um, a lot of that activity is still working um, and that's to that's to be expected i don't think um you know it's reasonable uh for a machine to even you know to get a lot higher than that because even human reviews i think would struggle to tell which are spam links or which are paid for links and which are and machines actually are probably better than this uh humans already in a few uh cases uh, already uh, they've got to say one of our top priorities in 2019 was improving our spam fighting capabilities through machine learning systems. So this is um, something we've spoken about on a few of the podcasts, especially in terms of the changes to nofollow becoming a hint and things like rel sponsored uh, and rel UGC and Google saying they might or they could use those tags to train models. They they were very careful in the, uh, so I listened to the podcast uh, search, uh, the names um, the names escaped me briefly, search off the record, that, that was it. So I listened to the first episode of the search off the record podcast um, and this actually came up, this, this no follow, and they were very careful to say that it's something they could do but they weren't committing to saying that they were actually using those tags to train systems but you know, this post is confirming that there is some kind of data being used to train those systems that's policing uh, spam fighting. So that's particularly interesting. Um, they've also mentioned as well, so apart from the machine learning automated approach, there is obviously that you can manually report uh, search spam. And they said they received 230 or nearly 230,000 reports of search spam in 2019 and they actioned 82%. Uh, so they're able to take action on 82% of those reports we processed. Um, so it's not clear actually reading that. They say they've got 230,000 reports and they've taken action on 82% of those that were processed. So I'm not sure if they're saying they processed all 230,000, but that seems like, you know, you can if you put that 230,000 number in context of all the other numbers we've been talking about, that's a tiny, tiny, tiny number. And actually, I would imagine, my guess would be the usage of these reports would actually be better used to help train those machine learning systems rather than prioritizing, actioning them, unless they're obviously uh, sort of terrible or, you know, leading to kind of harm. Um, because, you know, this amount of spam that's being generated is obviously absolutely massive. They've said as well, they've observed an increase in spammy sites with auto-generated and scraped content with behaviors that annoy or harm searchers, such as fake buttons, overwhelming ads, suspicious redirects, and malware. And again, I found this particularly interesting. So I think the reason behind this is 
there's a lot more publicly accessible, easy ways now to auto-generate content. For instance, there's several different models that have come up where you can just kind of start putting subjects in and questions. And actually, the models can generate pretty good, uh, readable, unique English now. And, you know, many people don't even know a lot of the news sites that they read, mainstream news sites, a lot of breaking news stories that go on there are actually generated. They're written by robots. They're fed uh, information, dates, statistics, whatever it is, and they'll they'll wrap kind of the English around that to deliver them. So it's also generating content isn't necessarily bad, but using it obviously for spam kind of is. And the way people, I guess, have been doing that is, you know, using these models to generate huge amounts of spam because you only need a small percentage of it to get through the filter to make it worthwhile. And then you monetize it uh, very aggressively, like it's saying, with loads of ads or buttons that are um, kind of tricking people into clicking onto stuff you're getting paid to make them click on. So that's really interesting. We're seeing this kind of arms race of the machine learning approach of um, tackling spam versus the more advanced generation of different kinds of spam. So I'll be interested to see uh, the 2020 report at the end of next year. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about text fragments. I really wanted to talk about this because it's, it's been at the back of my mind for a while. I hadn't had time to look into it. Um, Google has recently just released a uh, an official Chrome extension, which allows you to link to text fragments. So again, I'll put a link to this uh, extension in the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk. But this is an extension that allows you to directly link to parts of your uh, content on a page in a way that will allow it to be highlighted um, and jumped straight to by a browser. So let's rewind a little bit and go through that in a bit more detail because I'm sure there's probably a fair amount of listeners that this change has gone under under the radar really um, because I've seen it live in in actually in Google search results now for at least a month it's probably a bit longer than that if i if, um, if i've only noticed it a month ago so it's probably at least a couple of months which is that in the featured snippet results i've started to notice and you'll see it now if you if you do a google search uh, that generates a featured snippet result when you click on that result when you get taken to the the web page you'll have the part of that text on the page now highlighted in yellow as if you know it had a highlighter pen dragged over it if you're running a chromium browser so this um, is something that chromium based browsers like brave chrome microsoft edge support and it's a way that within the url so within the link to a page you can ask the browser to um, essentially highlight some of the content on a page and this is this is called text fragments so i'm just going to talk a little bit about um, text fragments a little bit about their usage 
and some speculation on what they might use be used for in terms of SEO. So this highlighter type thing, uh, embarrassingly for me, um, I kind of didn't notice it. The first few sites um, I visited from featured snippets, I just thought it was maybe part of their design that they had highlighted that part of the page. And it wasn't until um, I was kind of outside of work actually and just leisure browsing and I noticed it happening again and I was a bit like, oh, hang on. I didn't get this memo that we're all meant to be highlighting uh, content or text on our sites. And then I, I start Googling it and realized, oh, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. It's, it's this um, text fragment thing that's rolled out. So um, if, you're, uh, if you're feeling a bit like that, at least know you're not alone. You're at least with me that uh, missed that. So this uh, text fragment stuff. So what's it doing? It's, as I said, if you're Googling something, you're getting a featured snippet, um, the idea is Google is generating a link now from the featured snippet that will highlight where that text is on the page. And this aligns perfectly with everything, hopefully as an SEO or as a digital marketer, you've been heading towards or sort of educating your stakeholders with in that people want the answer as quickly as possible with the least amount of friction and there's loads of discussion and ways you can do that in SEO um, you know it's it's it starts from the very basics of using good titles and h1s and h2s and allowing your web content to be um, kind of scannable by the eye so not writing perhaps like a 1920s newspaper where you need to read from beginning to end to get the details um, that's not how people kind of interact with web pages and this is one extra step Google has taken of saying okay well We've started doing the featured snippets, which might be able to answer your query without the click. Although lots of people still will click normally to get a bit more information, but then it becomes the challenge of, okay, well, if it's a 3000 word page, I know that what I've searched for is on there somewhere because I saw it highlighted in the featured snippet, but where? So this uh, link now that Google can generate will highlight that text straight away. So that's been happening, as I said, for a while. And there is a post on the web.dev blog, which I will link to that describes exactly how, uh, how this new extension works. And that's what I wanted to talk about. So the, um, the link to text fragment extension allows you to, within Chrome, generate the link um, that is required to highlight the text. So how it actually works is, if you were gonna link you know, to, to your blog forward slash page, that would just land you obviously on the page as you're aware. What these Chromium browsers are now supporting is after a hashtag, uh, a fragment in the URL, you can specify what's called a text start and text end. So you can actually in here now put the words you want to start the highlighting from, which is the text start, and where you want the highlighting uh, to end, which is text end. So if you had a section of your text that was starting and it was talking, for instance, about, I don't know, SEO tactics, and the end of that paragraph you wanted to highlight said something like, so implement those changes, then you would create your link and you would define your text start as SEO tactics, and you would define your text end as so implement those changes. And what will happen then is when you actually visit that link, that 
um, that information that you've put into the URL uh, is used by the browser to say, okay, I understand, I need to highlight from here to here. And just to let you know, it's, um, it's case insensitive. So um, it just works on the, the actual text. It doesn't, doesn't matter if it's capitals or not. And they've added in some, um, some extra neat things such as prefixes and suffixes. So this might mean if you want to highlight a particular section of your site, um, but you've used that word many times over, um, you can specify um, a prefix and suffix word at the end. So you can say it's, it's this sentence I wanna highlight and then it appears immediately after this word and before this word. So there's lots of ways to specify it. Now, I imagine if you're trying to follow what I'm saying without any, uh, without looking at the transcription of this episode or without looking at the blog post, you're probably, uh, if you're around at least my intelligence, struggling to to kind of picture that in your head. And it, it is, a li- especially if you're not maybe familiar, very familiar with, um, you know, linking and maybe even like command line stuff where you use different parameters, it, it probably is a lot to take in. And that's exactly what this Chrome extension is for, because I think Google realized there would be this um, uh, slower uptake if it's basically, if it's difficult, if it's tricky, if it's, if it's friction to do it. So all you need to do with this Chrome extension is install it, and then you can literally just highlight uh, the text that you want to link to, you right click and you choose copy link to uh, to selected text. And then there we go. You will literally have your link, which if anyone clicks on it, will take you to that page with the text you have selected highlighted. Really, really easy. So that's something I think is going to, I reckon, come in as mainstream over the next few months and years because it makes sense to me and I think it will make things easier. Um, the, the blog post on web.dev did say uh, that there hasn't been any intent signed uh, by like Firefox to implement this as well. So uh, we're still waiting as to whether all browsers will adopt this uh, and whether they'll take the, the Chromium uh, lead on this. Um, but I, I suspect that will happen. The interesting thing that I was thinking about was um, we've, we've often given some quite colorful examples of when Google's really badly messed up on featured snippets. So there's been some funny examples of when you've Googled how many legs a duck has, Google says ducks have four legs, uh, how many legs rabbits have, they've said 200. Uh, so like the legs and arm things was a particular example that Google was really struggling to do. And I wonder now if they will be able to use this extra information that's within links to help improve this featured snippet selection. So as far as I've observed uh, working in SEO, featured snippets are one of the things that Google is struggling to get right, meaning sometimes you get very weird results or just plain wrong results and Google kind of shrug and are like, well, you know, it's impressive what we've achieved. We can't get it right all the time. But now in combination with anchor text, so what text people are using to link to a page and the additional um, edge of information around actually what text are they linking to, I wouldn't be surprised if that information could be used to help improve featured snippet selection. Um, Anyway, as I said, uh, have a look at that extension. 
The links will be in search.withcanda.co.uk and if you're on a Chromium browser, you can download that extension and give it a play with today. So lastly, uh, in a related topic on featured snippets, I wanted to talk about how you can track featured snippet clicks via Chrome using Google Tag Manager, actually by tracking what we were just talking about, which is uh, this text fragment um, components that are in the link. So I discovered this through uh, Brody Clark's blog, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, uh, Brody does a lot of really interesting stuff. The blog post he's written up, he's made it very clear that this wasn't a solo effort from him, that he's had various people, mainly on Twitter, uh, through, uh, through different conversations, help him come up with this idea and actually how to implement it within Google Tag Manager and within, uh, within Google Analytics. So I will again link to this blog post if you want the step-by-step guide of how to do this, but I just wanted to give you an overview because I think it's really interesting. So what this is essentially allowing us to do is now within our Google Analytics, we will be able to track when we have had a click on our featured snippets, but we'll also be able to see within Google Analytics the text fragment that was highlighted, which you know could be really helpful in kind of understanding where people are going to on your page and maybe how you need to adjust that content. So I'm going to give you an overview of roughly how this works. Obviously, if you want to do it, it would be you know be better just to look at this guide, which I'll link to. Uh, but I'll just explain roughly how it works. So tracking feature snippets is going to work through Google Tag Manager. So hopefully, uh, you know, you all have Google Tag Manager set up anyway, have a container there. And what you're doing is you've got a guide here on how to create a custom tag with some JavaScript. And what that's essentially doing is once someone has clicked on a featured snippet in a Google result, you're going to have this fragment at the um, in the URL, which then Google Tag Manager is going to going to grab. And that's then going to be able you able enable you sorry to import this information basically into a uh, custom dimension within your Google Analytics, um, and then essentially you're going to have a report. So you're going to have a secondary dimension on your uh, site content report. So if you look at all pages, you'll have a page URL. And there will be a secondary dimension you can add called scroll to text fragment clicks, which is going to tell you um, basically where they were going on that page. So um, I just want to read Brody's final thoughts on this um, because I think it's, it's a really interesting thing to experiment. It's very quick, easy and cheap to implement. So he does say um, that while he'll leave this post here, it's it's wise to bear in mind that this sort of trick could be gone tomorrow. Um, we're not sure if kind of Google is aware that people are doing this or if they care and they could easily change it. 
So he said, um, here's a running list of ideas for using this approach. So firstly, this allows you to see clicks on featured snippet URLs, which was impossible to do previously. Filtering isn't currently in Google Search Console. They tested this for a bit a few years ago, but it's not there anymore. So this allows you to generate a X kind of hash of featured snippets and assign that to a site via Chrome when the highlighting is triggered. So the majority of the time, uh, that's gonna be there for paragraph snippets at least. Because the data we're collecting in Google Analytics shows both the start and end of the content being highlighted, uh, you can essentially see the part of the page where a lot of users were being directly taken to. Knowing the highlight section, we can strategically place other elements close to this text based on our goals. If we want the user to continue reading, and other data sets, scroll depth, session duration, etc., is telling us they aren't, we can figure out how to make the content more persuasive below the highlight point. Potentially, we can add CTAs, call to actions, such as you know free downloadable resource link directly below the highlighted section. If you were to add this to the very end of the post and the highlight uh, were to be triggered and the user leaves the page, they might never see the CTA. So it's allowing you to put those call to actions where you know they're going to be seen. So this, as I said, I'll, I'll put the post up at search.withcanda.co.uk. It's actually a really straightforward guide. This will take you, if you've already got Tag Manager, this is like a 10 minute job, I reckon, to set this up. It's super quick. You'll start getting the data straight away, so there isn't a lot to lose here. Uh, so really, really, really great post there by Brody and Co. And that's everything for this episode. We will be back on Monday, the 6th of July, 2020. So please tune in then if you are enjoying the podcast and you are listening on one of your favorite kind of podcast apps, please do subscribe. Or if you're really bored in lockdown and you have absolutely nothing better to do, why not leave us a review? I will read every single one. I think we have three on Apple now. Um, and I enjoyed every uh, reading every single one of them. They made me very happy when they're positive. Um, so I'll be back next week. And until then, enjoy the week, stay safe, and see you then.